I'm feeling like Addy, better than everybody, not feeling nobody. We can't trust nobody. The monitor like me in Illuminati. What's I represent the channel? January Radio, the maddest, the baddest, the artist radio station.
everyone welcome to days after dark thank you for joining me i'm your host moments with me days after dark is streaming live on qmzradio.com and johnoradio.com we have our live audience courtesy of clubhouse where the conversation happens thank you all for joining us tonight hope you have your wine rosé brandy or cognac whatever your preference is Go ahead, leave your inhibitions at the door. Come on in, relax, and enjoy. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. My co-hosts for tonight are Sinet, Rosolo, and Marlon. Of course, I'm always so grateful that you're all here with me tonight. Hope everyone out there listening online is doing well. Hope you had a good day. And you're ready to unwind with us. I'm just going to turn the attention to my co-hosts for a minute and do a little check-in with them to see how they're doing. So I'm going to start off with uh, Sanat. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good evening. I can hardly hear you. Is it me? Or it's probably me. Maybe it's me. How about me? Is it better? No, it's actually me. Okay. The volume on my phone was not high, so I do apologize for putting you through the repetition. No worries. Not at all. I am here. Good evening. Um, let's have this conversation. Let's not center the man too much. But yeah, let's let's get this going. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Senator Solo. How are you doing? Good evening. Good evening, everyone. I am doing well. Thank you. Can you hear me? I just want to make sure you can hear me. I can hear you. 
I can hear perfect. you. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. I'm a little tired, but I'm doing well. Yes. I'm ready for the conversation. I'm ready for the conversation. I am too. Looking forward to this one. What is it about Mondays why we're so tired? We're supposed to be refreshed, right? And re-energized and ready to take on the week. But something about Mondays. Yeah. So they say. Well, I went into, you know, I went into work. You know, that's a three-hour tour, literally. So um, that that alone was exhausting. So, yeah. Other no. than that, it's Monday. You it's know. Monday. Manic Monday. Let's let's make it Manic Monday. Just another Manic Monday. Don't mind my singing. <laughs> I think that's how the song goes. That is how it goes. <laughs> I want to go, oh. <laughs> yes. Manic Mondays, but we're going to get through. Yeah, it gets better tomorrow. It really does. Yeah. Marlon, I'm not sure if you're able to speak. If you are, would you mind? Um, I do mind, but I'm good. <laughs> he says I do um, mind. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm just glad to see everyone here. Welcome, welcome. I want to know though. Are you going to talk about why they? Are you going to talk about later on why they? Why they man kill the man cock? You yeah. know what, Marlon? Goodbye, Marlon. Huh? <laughs> Close your mic. Marlon. You opposed me opening your mic. I just want to know there. <laughs> this time. Marlon. Oh my gosh! You're so for those who are wondering what the heck is he talking about. So I don't know if anyone um. So the news, it's actually real news, right? But anyway, Major Hype redid it, as he always does in true Major Hype fashion. Um, he killed the neighbor's chicken. Marlon says it's the neighbor's cock. It, so it's right the away, I remember the song. Who remembers the song? Two falling on me yard, one a caca, one a hen, but the caca put me in a problem. So <laughs> immediately I start singing that song. <laughs> Immediately, I start singing that song. So, so got arrested too. And he got arrested for killing the neighbor's chicken because the chicken attacked his wife. So he killed the chicken. Yeah, he was arrested for animal cruelty. Yeah, that's that. That's where we are. So, I guess we all should be in jail for animal cruelty because we be eating these chickens. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Marlon, behave yourself tonight. Be nice tonight. Uh, I will try, but go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, so let me ask you, are you actually happy that I'm here too? Because you just told me over the weekend that you're not happy to see me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you're alive. <laughs> Mom, what did she do? What did I not do? She pissed me off on Sunday. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. He pissed me off on Sunday. Okay, so I'm going to tell you why, what happened. And this is called Relationship Chronicles. So, Sunday morning, I get up with my brazen self. Come, get dressed. Let's go get breakfast. He's lying there watching TV. I'm like, come on, let's go. But you're not ready. I said, I am ready. Of course, I'm not ready, but I'm ready. Um, so, we get there. And we're seated. He sits across from me, but in the seat, next to the seat, directly in front of me. What direction is that? Diagonal? I don't know. You know? Yeah, but I was still yeah. sitting but, no, in front of you. Okay, it's my story. Let me tell it. 
Smile nah, stick. Nah, you gonna, you gonna fabricate the story. That's what you gonna do. <laughs> Can I tell my story? Let me tell my story. So we sit at the table. He's supposed to sit directly in front of me. He sits in the next seat. So I'm like, are we expecting somebody else? So he gets up and says, you know something? I want to see people. I want to look at people. He comes to sit beside me. I'm like, I don't want you beside me. You're supposed to sit in front of me so I can see you and you can see me. I don't remember what he said. And I said, if you get up, I'm leaving. <laughs> anyway. He stayed though. Okay, we're Is not going to. how it goes, Marlon? That's it? Huh? Is that that's, did she tell the story accurately? No, but let let her have her let let, let let her have her time her day. You know, sometimes we have to let it be. You know, I'm not telling the story right. So anyway, he gets up, right, and ends up sitting in front of me. Pissed my whole day off. Yeah, I didn't talk to him for most of the day. I had no choice to say a couple of things to him, right? Because we had to go to the wholesale after that and then stop at a supermarket after that. And it was burning me inside to have to say something to him. But then when we got home and I didn't have to talk to him, yep, didn't talk to him until later in the evening when I had to say um, something to him again. And you know what? You know what, everybody? I was happy. <laughs> I was happy to not hear him out for one day. So moment, uh, moments. So you got upset because he sat diagonally from. Yes, you. yes, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. I yes, yes, yes. For a whole day. So I said to that him, "No, make no sense." So I said to him, "I didn't realize I was that ugly. That was so unbearable for you to sit directly in front of me." I said that to him. Oh, no I said that. You picked a fight for no reason. Yes. No reason. You yeah. say yes, you picked up fight for no reason. Yes, apologize. No, apologize. No, I'm not. I know what you're I wrong. should have said. Yes, you're too ugly. I can't look at you. <laughs> I should have said that. Then you would, we'd have to come and bail you out of jail, something like that, <laughs> or her. More likely, you'd be bailing me, not him. Yeah, you'd probably be bailing me. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I do get petty. Hey, listen. I just, yeah, she, yo, she's hella petty. Don't fight with Michelle because that seemed like a non starter and no reason to have a conversation at all. Don't I too, uh, what the hell? I'm listening to think. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Marlon did something. Okay, what did he do? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yes, he did. So, so oh, so, you, okay. So, y'all are telling me that you'd be okay going out and the person you're out with. Doesn't sit directly in front of you, but chooses to sit diagonally. What's that? Who? What, where did that rule come from? What, what does it matter? The first part is he didn't want to go out. Though. I don't even think about that. But let's start with he didn't want to go out to begin with, and then he went out. He obliged you, and he went out with you, and he sat at the same table as you did. <laughs> then he said, "I want to sit next to you and look at people and people watch," and you got mad because 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 you too to ugly, and he ain't call you ugly. You call yourself ugly. And and then he changed and he then sat directly in front of you and that part made you mad. <laughs> did I get every part of the story? Yeah, right? you did. You got it right. You got <laughs> it right. All right. All right. Okay. You know what? That's why. You know what, Miss And Sinet, she knows she's and, wrong and she won't apologize. Miss Sinet, right. Rowe, that's exactly. why I gotta love you. I have to love both of you. You know to see the truth, and see the real. 
Michelle. I think she, yeah. Go for me. You need some friends closer. I'll be a come yeah, out tomorrow. I'll be going to take him. And then you won't be so pissed off. So ask, ask Will Solo, Sinette. Ask Will Solo how many times I've said to him, pack your bags and go to Atlanta go and leave me a hell alone. <laughs> Well, you know what? Like three times. A I week. am doing something very bad right now. I'm in somebody else's marriage. I shut my mouth. I'm in my business. So, Sonette. Sonette. Frozen cocktail. Sonette. I have that. frozen cocktails from Target. It's an ice pop and it's got um 6% alcohol. So, I am enjoying my ice pop. It's frozen. Go to Target and get it. It's called Sun Pop. They taste so good and it's nice and cold and I can suck on it. And. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that part, that part, Sinette. But Sinette, you know, I don't think it's getting involved in their marriage. I think it's two girlfriends speaking to their other girlfriend and saying, whoa, hold on now. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Listen, on. I, yes, I have I sent him that. packing. I have sent him packing. I've sent him packing to Rhonda. I've sent him packing to my mother. Oh, you know what he has told me already? I think you were solo. You've probably heard him say this. You know, your mother would take better care of me. <laughs> she would see to you it know. that I eat on time. Well, no, and I think nice. <laughs> Marlon, do you remember what my ex used to tell us about the Thompsons? He, oh, said, he used to say, he lo- I love hugging the Thompson women. I just love the Thompson titties. I'm like, thanks, a whole marriage. You're, you're, you know, I'm a whole husband. Yeah. You love to hug my mom and my aunt. So they all do it. Yeah. For moments, I don't think he would get the the. the uh, no, nah, I'm I'm staying out of it. I love you. Listen. Why am I step on mute? Listen, but these are the things that keep us going. That's the funny thing. We 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 sit and we laugh about these stupid, petty arguments that I tend to pick. You know. It's sad because the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I saw it on TikTok where, you know, they're making a joke about women that, you know, you'll be going fine. And for no reason, a woman will just get up and like, no, I need something to pick on. He looks a little bit too happy, too comfortable. Let, me, true, go, man, <laughs> let me go in the filing cabinet and see what I can find. Oh, here is something from two years ago. Yep. Do you remember when? <laughs> just to start it argument i just don't i just i guess um you just don't like to see us happy um you just if we're sitting down watching tv or just doing <laughs> something to en- enjoy yourself even laying in the bed you know just trying to relax you j- it's like you're, you got chigger or something i might like you don't know what to do oh like i make up the bed with while you're still sleeping in it yeah the saying "misery loves company" is real. It's real. Yeah, real. I agree. Oh, you from the the man, the bed, and the man still in there all the time, all the time, all the time. Yes, the yes, sir. She do it all the time. time. Here's the thing: I'm a morning person. Moments, yeah, yeah, you have, you have energy for ways and time for ways. So, that don't make no sense. As him turn, <laughs> it mess up again. So what you? What you I want him to get up. <laughs> But Javette said something in the chat. Javette oh, said, Lord. did you guys miss your pleasure appointment? <laughs> well, you... Yes, we did. Yes, we did, Miss Javette. Yes, we did. You know what? 
Oh my gosh, what can Marlin, I do? That, that Wait, so are, well we, guilty. are we on the radio? Yes, we are. And guess what? It's a dull conversation. At this time of the night, all children should be in their bed or away from their parents. Marlon, when you sat next to her, you should have grabbed her face and stuck your tongue down her throat. <laughs> and that would have quieted everything. <laughs> no. I should have. I and should that wouldn't have, work either. I don't think that would work, Miss Javette. Not it wouldn't with her, work, Javette. That would have just caused more misery in the place. No. <sighs> Listen, you got to spice your marriage, your relationship up. <laughs> Marlon gets kicked out the house like every other day. Moments. Moments. Yes. Next time, just ask for what you need. <laughs> right? No, but but you know what? I, it's toxic traits right there. Do, do you all see it? I'm seeing it, but I'm gonna be nice. Too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Guess what? And the day Marlon pack up and gone, she's a ball like baby. <laughs> That's what Rose Solo. He's not. He's not going. I say it all the time, but he's not going. They're not going. Any, they're not. Just let them. Let them vent. It's not happening. Listen. It's not happening, sir. Forever and ever, forever, ever. That's them. <laughs> Rosola has heard us going at each other. Sometimes she's like, y'all are crazy. Y'all it's a comedy are... show. I mean, I've literally been in stitches. It's a comedy show. And they, I mean, cuss and then, Ma oh, please don't. We Okay, we're taking up for Marlon tonight. By next week, we got a story to take up for moments. Trust me. Listen, we're we going strong. Next month, the 2nd of August, how many years are we going to be married, Marlon? I've known you for 20 years. This year will make 20 years since I've known you. Don't get it wrong. Please don't get it wrong. 18 years living together. And how many years married, Marlon? Just go ahead and I have no idea, but I have no idea, but I need, I need, they need to have a way where you can renew your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Every seven years. Change your wife, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Something I like license. Yes. <laughs> license. Yes, Circle. Sing that <laughs> song every again. Time your license, your driver license expires. Your wife expires too. So, <laughs> with an option to renew. With an option to renew. I agree. I'm here for that one. Wow. <laughs> See who'll be laughing. Y'all both full of it. Stop it. Stop it. That's that frack tackle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? Let's get it on. <laughs> oh, thank you all so much for being here. If you missed any previous episodes, no worries. The replays are available on janoradio.com. And for our Clubhouse crew, past episodes are in the days after dark club i gotta turn this john legend back on i, I like this song so we're gonna be talking tonight or continuing the conversation tonight under the theme cognac and cigars part three where we hear from the men mostly here at days after dark we believe that the building blocks of any relationship are communication love intimacy friendship and finance we also have in a days with rosolo and marlon so if you're in a relationship looking to get into a relationship or trying to get out of a relationship you're in the right place we're going to be right back to get the conversation started right after this next song let's hear a little bit from angel the song angel from shaggy Condemn shit to all of you, them who out there and rough is a nice thing to them girls. <laughs> Trees are like diamonds and pearls. 
Just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, go ahead, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. I just want to say once again, thank you for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sanat, Rosolo, and Marley. Just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on internet radio and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. And you appear to me so tender, well girl I surrender So thanks for giving me your love Call life is one big party when you're still young And who's gonna have your back when it's all done? It's all good when you live for your pure fun Can't be a fool son, what about the long run? Yeah. Looking back shawty, always a mention Say me not giving her much attention yeah. She was there through my incarceration I wanna show the nation my appreciation Girl you're my angel, you're my darling so tonight we're talking about coloring outside the lines, interracial relationships. Yeah, I've heard a lot of conversation over the years, <clears throat> excuse me, from both men and women um, within our community. Men <laughs> have come under attack from the women in our community for choosing to step outside the color lines. I think men... Um, are attacked more for stepping outside than women are attacked for stepping outside. Um, but the attack is there nonetheless. So I want to explore that a little more. The reason why we step outside and what is the, what are the issues we have when people decide to step outside the color lines, right? 
Yeah, so that's the conversation tonight. But before we get into the free flow, you know, of course, we always take it to the research aspect. Um, so jumping onto Google had two questions. Are interracial relationships difficult? And according to Google, unfortunately, interracial couples can still experience difficulties at times by virtue of the fact that racism exists in our society on a deep level. Ideally, love should have no bounds in this regard. However, in reality, other people may harbor negativity or judgment about an interracial couple. My other question was, how successful are interracial relationships? According to Google again, an analysis conducted a decade ago found that 10 years after they married, interracial couples had a 41% chance of separation or divorce, compared with a 31% chance among couples who married within their race. According to a study based on the 1995 National Survey of Family Growth, and this was done back on February 16, 2012. So it's a little old, but st- I think it's still relevant today. But there are some glowing benefits of being in an interna- interracial relationship or marriage that no one mentions. One, diverse genetics. This part I didn't know, and I will say this quite honestly. Um, So this information I got from this website called rainbowprintables.com. Diverse genetics is one of the glowing benefits of being in an interracial relationship or marriage. It is not rocket science, or it might be. One of the biggest interracial marriage benefits is creating children with more diverse genetics. The possible recessive diseases from both parents' genes are not being passed on to their children, which creates a healthier genetic composition in the child. In the UK, the first cousin marriages common among UK's Pakistani's population, these marriages often come with a high risk of deadly genetic problems and rare diseases in their children. According to a 2015 study, biracial children who are born with a more diverse genetic background tend to have sharper thinking skills and better height. The result was from the extensive effort of surveying more than 350,000 people in both urban and rural communities. Overall, biracial children tend to have a better height, lung capacity, educational attainment, and general cognitive ability, which correlates from their genetic diversity. Was anyone else aware of that? Right. Uh, I think the sharper thinking maybe, but I didn't get the height, though. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, Sir Kels, how tall are you? About five foot seven, eight. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I don't know. So, really. you got the educational attainment? Yeah, but I never focus in school still, so. That doesn't mean and, anything. No, 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 no. I don't know, but I don't know. But, yeah, I was I was a brat. I was a brat kid, though. I was brat. You know what I mean? I was I was quite, you know what I mean? My comprehension is good. Right. You know what I mean? 
just um, applying myself, the usual, you know, disruptive in class, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely I was I was um, above average, like, in, in a sense, because, like, um, obviously I had good parents who, you know, you know, um, really um, focused on it. But, um, yeah, like, I was, you know, like, I always tell my kids, like, you lot are slow, man. I was reading before you, lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, but no, nah, I think I think my my daughter's kind of inherited that sharpness. You know what I mean? Okay. But yeah, my son, him not dance, but him, him, you know what I mean? Him, everything is in his time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't show it, but when he shows it, you're like, okay, all right. So you're not tripping then, all right? Go on, boy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you, you, you thinking some surprises. Like, but I don't know, man. I, hmm, I don't. Know. I get what they're saying about like. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely a thing. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah, when I see the um like the special needs bus for the schools. Yeah. For the special yeah. needs schools, a large percentage of them are um are you know Pakistani and Asian. Right. And me always, in a way, me always a laugh car. Me always. I know I shouldn't, but now as I say, yeah, mm -hmm. too much Cosna and Cosna are uh, going with things. Mm -hmm. I always kind of turn my nose up when I see it, because when I see them with the disabled kids, I'm like, mm-hmm. No, I say Cosna, Cosna going with Cosna, mm -hmm. too much of that. You know what I mean? I, kinda, I, I do kind of slight it, but yeah, it is very common in this country, and I'm not really... Ugh. So the research is right, then? Yeah, that is very accurate. Excuse me. It, it is quite prevalent in the UK with the with the Asian community. Yeah. Those first cousins. Mm. Moments. Yes, Javette, go right ahead. Didn't you read that the they said the cousins on cousins made the kids smarter? Or no, 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 not Whoa, at all. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Hella um you know what I mean? kids um <laughs> yeah deadly genetic yeah, problems kind of, and yeah rare a, a diseases. whole range of yeah oh okay that them, part yeah. okay so yeah. i'm good now because no. yeah you're not, you're not supposed to mix you're not supposed to mix the genes no you're you know? not supposed oh. to you're definitely not supposed to yeah so you know so here's the thing could this be the reason why people outside our race want to marry into our race or have children in our race because they are aware that biracial children according to research tend to have a better height lung capacity educational attainment and general cognitive ability could that be the reason why interesting yeah i skipped the lung thing capacity as well yeah, come on when she was pregnant so okay. <laughs> i didn't get that blessing still <laughs> i didn't get the high i didn't get the lung capacities i, I don't know this boy but you got some things but you got some things i'm sure you're not gonna get everything but you get some things right yeah of course course so that was interesting to find out another one is exploring new cultures another benefit of being in an interracial relationship Life is all about learning new things and enriching your view so you can grow as a person. Being exposed to another culture is one of the best interracial marriage benefits because it makes you grow. You get to listen to a new kind of food, experience new customs, and meet new people along 
the way. You'll also experience new cultural holidays or celebrate existing holidays in a different way with your partner. The person who wrote this article said, My first ever American Christmas was with my husband. A treasured memory because it was so different from, well, doing nothing on Christmas because my family was not Christian. On top of that, trying different cuisine is one of the best things in learning a different culture. Sharing different kinds of food with your partner, a way to keep your relationship healthy and strong. Well, they say one man's heart. Well, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? Additionally, you can also learn cooking techniques that are different from your own culture. My husband loves cooking with wax, something he didn't use before he met me. With this, you and your children can go crazy with fusion food to create something new and fantastic. So yeah, I would say that's a benefit. Sharing your culture, go right ahead. So yeah, so Mark, Marlon, I make up the, 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 the um, jerk fried rice, yeah? <laughs> and do you know that actually tastes good? Jerk chicken fried rice or... I can imagine. Yeah, it tastes good. Tastes really good. I've made it a couple times. It's good. And so my kids are circles. Easy enough. Easy enough. let's not go down that road because I just told you last night that I still don't like you. I never liked you, and I still don't like you. It's all right, man. Once in there, once in there, once in there, oh, the, um, that? so once in there, the jerk Christ. You, 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 you get whole, you're rude. Whole, yeah. I love him. I just don't like I tie him. I tie him, man. I tie him, tie you. So he tied me, yeah. With a jerk Christ. I'm still trying to like him. Oh, it's hard. But anyway, <laughs> sharing your culture. Is another way right is another one i should say sharing knowledge and experiences is a big part of living a fulfilled life it's one of the interracial marriage benefits that are sometimes overlooked chances are you're also going to share a part of your culture to your partner and the people around you by sharing your culture with other people you also help yourself in learning theirs in exchange the more you interact with people, either by sharing or listening to experiences, you will improve and grow your own world. Gaining a worldly view in life makes you a more peaceful person. I know it does for me personally, and that's according to the author. As your world gets bigger, it becomes more natural for you to learn new things, language, dance, stories, and thus stimulating personal growth. Another benefit is being able to travel to different places. Being in an interracial marriage means embracing your partner's heritage and your own. But that's not the only benefit that you get from being in a mixed marriage or relationship. In addition to learning new experiences, you will also likely travel to different places since most likely the spouse has family in another country or state. A family vacation is now not only limited to places where you grow up, you can have the first view, a personal perspective when exploring a new country. Our neighbors and best friends, according to the author, are interracial married like my husband and me. She's Mexican-American and he's Indian-American. Every holiday, she gets the personal tour around Mumbai in their family's mansion, an amazing experience she was able to experience in a foreign land firsthand. And in return, 
She has a huge family that carries a rich Mexican tradition for him, so they're never alone or without love. Additionally, you get to experience these new places with your children all over again, giving them two worlds instead of one. Our attitude and way of thinking depends on our perspective. The broader our perspective is, the more we see the truth in life and the more we enrich our experiences in this world. Learning life from a different perspective also helps us understand things that are not easy to understand from our current closed point of view. It helps us become more understanding and more tolerant of other human beings in a big, big world. Relationship-wise, learning life from a different perspective helps us understand our partners better as we learn the reasons as to why they say or do the things they say or do. As I'm reading that last one, I'm thinking about my family and I'm also thinking about Marlon's family. Um, yeah, it's so weird that he has his cousin, his first cousin, has a daughter who is half Japanese, right? So she's half Jamaican, half Japanese, lives in Japan. And if you put her beside son number three, you would think they're brother and sister. If you put their pictures beside each other, you would think they're brother and sister. Yet, my son looks nothing like as though he has Asian in him. But it's weird. And when I look at them, I'm like, when I look at their pictures, I look at son number three and I look at his cousin's picture, I'm like, wow, isn't life something else? so different but yet there is you can see there is a connection with them how i don't know <laughs> in terms of no man no 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 they're my family they're my family so yeah remember they do share some similar like dna even though they're from different households but because they're family like some of those similar traits or thing will pass down and obviously you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, i've noticed that as well like my, my son actually yeah my son and my daughter my, my son and my sister's son them look like them could have brother yeah if, if if i took both of them out and said they were both my sons anyone would believe me wow. so you know it, it, it does get like that it's interesting. And, you know, what we have to understand, too, the world is really made smaller. Um, well, in, in Marlon's family, there's a lot of mixed relationships and children from mixed relationships. Also in my family, it's one <laughs> where, like, between both families, it's definitely the United Nations. Just had a brand new addition to our family up in Canada. My... Um, cousin he would be my dad's yeah my what, third cousin for me if i'm doing the numbers right yeah third cousin um he just got married the other day to a chinese um girl straight out of china and they have a baby together baby looks more chinese than um than him and why i say him and not jamaican is because people have this idea that if you're jamaican you look a certain way and he doesn't look like what your idea of Jamaican is. So let me say that. That's why I'm putting it that way. Um, 
yeah interesting but the world is made smaller we i think we have every different race but here's the thing if i'm can i be honest i can't marry outside my culture does that make sense i have to yeah. yeah i have to be with a jamaican even though and here's the thing sanet i have family in trinidad family that has moved from jamaica to trinidad and then got married to someone from trinidad right i got married to people from trinidad because i have yeah a couple of cousins in trinidad right then i also have family in belize because my dad's sister she moved to belize so i have family there <laughs> right but yet i could not see myself with i can't see myself with somebody besides a jamaican period is that wrong am i closed-minded i don't know a little bit but it's okay you can be closed-minded i know i think i some of us would probably not want to date anyone from our culture because we've grown up seeing it right you had a fantastic see you had a good view because if i hear you say any you i've never heard you say anything negative about your father your father was the end all be all of men in your life and so that's why you have that view in my honest opinion i could be wrong and i'm not a doctor the, the psychologist will be here later on right <laughs> but i think that is a good thing for you right other people who do not have that same interaction with their fathers or the males let's say women other mm -hmm. women who have that same interaction with the men in their lives who when they're growing up probably don't have the same feeling because i know a lot of people who as trinidadians will not date a trinidadian because they're trinidadians and they have that 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 um that um view or people have that view of them and like i love my father but i did not want to marry anyone like him right so i did intentionally say i'm not going to marry jamaica i don't think i ever actually said that maybe i did but i i didn't think oh, i'm a jamaican man because they have the same type of thoughts that are somewhat close-minded on some aspects of life mm -hmm. but i think that i think the your reason i'm i'm thinking of you now your reason is because you had a good view you had a good person you had several good people good men in your life when you're growing up and that's why you What's the word you optimize them that's not the word i'm thinking about but you you see them as good right. as great yeah i'm never sure thought that. about that sinet thank you i think that's a great point because i had the experience of growing up with moments father and my father and my father's from trinidad and i would not marry a someone from trinidad ever and i don't want to date anyone from trinidad um and i was born in america and I would not date an American. So um, <laughs> well, that leaves me with Jamaica. So that's my choice. You know, um, that's just my preference. But I find it interesting because a lot of that has to do with um, my uncle. A lot of that has to do with my uncle. Interesting. Wow. Sunette, thank you for opening my eyes to that. I, I never really thought about that that your environment and what you've been exposed to, what you've experienced can help to shape and influence the choices you make as it comes down to love to that in that regard. Never thought about that. So that's why 
if you have a good relationship, as what Ms. Senate just said, that's why when you have a good relationship with your parents or with your dad or mom, you tend to find someone like your parents most of the time. But if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, it's like you you stay away from that kind of stuff. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, for, for a while in my youth, in my youth, my father and I did not get along. I mean, we were great. I was daddy's girl from the day I was born. When I turned 15, 14, 15, yeah, yes, him and my mom split. And and I had this, I just thought he was the worst person in the world. And so those are your formative ages, right? That's when you're, you're thinking, that's when you start looking at men as anything other than just, you stinky boy, right? Right. But so that point, I was like, nah, no Jamaican man. I, tr- I did a Trinidadian before, and I thought, oh, God, I'll never do a Trinidadian again. But look at me, 13 years later, I'm married to a Trinidadian man who is not anything like the Trinidadian man I dated in my, like, late 20s. So, like, picking on just, just, just picking so much, it is, of course, you, you can't just pick on somebody from where they come from and, and then make that full decision. Right. But you can also have that thought. You, you can formulate your thoughts after a while, but... That's yeah. that's what I'm saying now. Wow! But I've dated a whole lot of others from a whole lot of different places. So, the most fun, most diverse. We'll talk about the, the farthest one when we get to that part. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. So that I really appreciate that outlook. Thank you for opening my eyes and having me look beyond. <laughs> you know, so I have a better understanding of why I choose the way I choose. And I tell you something. Now, this part is going to get pretty interesting. And we're going to talk about it when we return from the music break. But even down to the tone of one's complexion. Yeah, you'd be surprised. People choose who they love based on the tone of someone's complexion. Interesting. Anyway, I did say we're going to be right back right after this.
If you're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you for choosing to be here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sinet, Rosolo, and Marlon. Just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on Internet Radio and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. And you're listening to Christina Perry, A Thousand Years. I love you for a thousand more And all along I believed I Tonight we're talking about coloring outside the lines, interracial relationships. Before the break, we asked the questions, are interracial relationships difficult? And how successful are interracial relationships? We also started looking at the glowing benefits of being in an interracial relationship or marriage that no one mentions. And we're getting our supporting context from rainbowprintables.com. And we're going to carry on with that list. So another benefit is open-mindedness. In an interracial marriage, there's always a certain level of open-mindedness that each of the spouse experiences due to the cultural, ethnic, and racial diversity. Their minds are always open to new ideas and new approaches to life. Open-mindedness makes it easier to accept and create new ideas, which is important for improvement and innovation. When applied to marriage and family, being an open-minded person helps in becoming a more flexible person. It makes compromisation easier between you, your partner, and your own children. It improves the ability to think outside the box, which, be, which comes with better results in all aspects of life. Another one, appreciate each other's differences. The world is a home for billions of people with a lot of differences and beliefs that's mind-blowingly varied. You can see the diversity even inside a family, which is the smallest acceptable societal unit. Each family member has their own preferences and different aspects of their daily lives. In the real world, diversity is even broader than what encompasses a family. Being in an interracial marriage helps in appreciating, or I should say marriage or relationship, helps in appreciating the diversity which surrounds other cultures. The exposure in other cultures makes it easier to accept a different kind of people without making negative stereotypes based on their ethnicity or group. This is a helpful trait in the real working world, especially in a corporate environment where different kind of people fill different roles in environment and open-mindedness is required to get along with others. Yeah. The next one, rounded parenting style. 
There are different kinds of parenting styles. The most common ones are Western and Eastern parenting styles. Children usually grow up in a who usually grow up in a Western parenting style family experienced the more laid-back lifestyle, which is focused on learning things on their own. Some people, you know, experience that laid-back life. Meanwhile, Eastern parenting style, which is also called Tiger parenting focuses on structures and disciplines set by parents. I, I can speak. I think that's what we experienced, Rosoto, the tiger parenting, right? Focused on structures and disciplines set by parents. Both styles have strengths and weaknesses. A better parenting strategy is to consider the learning pace of the child and apply the best of both Western and Eastern parenting styles. To make this a successful collaboration, the couple must meet their child's need on the same page. Fight against racism is another added benefit of being in an interracial relationship or marriage. The rise of interracial relationships and marriages is proof that love triumphs everything. As long as you love someone, you will always accept and support the person you love even if you both have different ethnicities. Your relationship with your partner serves as an example that sharing love is easy. When I walk down the street with my husband, this is according to the author, I want to show everyone how strong we are as a couple. It makes both of us very invested in making this relationship work, like good underdogs. Being a proud example of a thriving interracial relationship is one of the things that you and your partner can contribute to the world. Although the condition has been better after huge efforts in the past, racism is still an issue in a lot of countries. You can find hate speeches in different online threads and social media platforms. It's not at all uncommon. There are still minorities and other ethnicities who receive verbal and even physical attack in the public. I can cite the most recent mass shootings. Those are, you know, commonplace now. And one in specific, or one in particular, the El Paso and Gilroy in California due to hate on Hispanic populations in the U.S., I want to stop so here. One second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This article, I mean, we, we have a couple comments in the, in the chat and I have a couple comments. This article is Pollyanna as AF. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say this is, <laughs> I'm trying to find the words. They're very um, optimistic about their color of the world, the view. This is so wrong. This, there is. I have friends who are married interracially, mm-hmm. and they still face racism in their families. Yep. Not just out on the street. This is. This is no. I don't like this article. I'm sorry, Michelle. You went. <laughs> you did the work, and I didn't have no, to say you know, no. I didn't, read, no. I didn't read it, but I don't like this. I'm glad you're picking they, it up because it, this is BS. They I'm, they have this. I don't know where they live, um, and they don't worry about. You don't have to um, because that's, <laughs> I don't. I'm not giving you labor. No, no, but no, no. This is not true. This is this is nonsense. But um, 
Okay, somebody else who can think because the Sarkaz made a comment and Javette also made a comment. Yes. Javette, uh, your comment, yes. um, I will I will talk a little bit about your comment and I agree with you, um, but this happens. If you ever like are up and watching news about what's going on in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, this is common practice mm -hmm. in these two countries. And oftentimes we'll see issues where we have those crazy births, um, children with these abnormal growths, yeah. um, double hearted double headed this this thing and i'm not i'm not trying to be as clear without picking on any group right but this is a common practice and it's a common problem unfortunately so not just england and this article but i still have major issues with this article i think it's they need to stop um i hope we're done with it because i don't like it you know what yeah this is where, where we have one more to go this I'm glad you pointed it out, Sinead, because this is seen through the eyes of um, someone who is not black. Remember, That's one is it. American Indian and one is American Mexican. So their experience is going to be totally different from a black and white couple or a black and Asian couple. But that's part of it, yeah. not all the way in. Because if you're a Mexican-American, whoever part of the relationship, you're having issues in America. If you're Indian-American, you're having issues in America. So whatever, whoever the writer of this article is, they, they need to like take off their rose-colored glasses for a moment and not just talk about the optimal, the primal, the wonderful things about interracial. They need to be real. Then yes. They're not being real. And they're not being real at all. They're not being real. Yeah, probably amen because, to that. Yeah, and probably they can't be real because they have not done research on other types of interracial marriages. They're probably just in their own little bubble, right? But um, to add to what Javette also said, um, Sinet, and this is why I support abortion. It, I, I think abortion is illegal in India. But Let's not be, um, let me say this. Cousins do sleep with cousins in Jamaica. I know that first yeah. time. It happens. It happens and it's prevalent. And hence, you remember growing up, you'll always hear the same cousin and cousin, boil good soup. Yeah. It's oh, it is commonplace in Jamaica, but they don't talk about it. So it seems foreign to us. But guess what? People do abortions. People get pregnant, but they get the abortions done. And this is why they need to be careful with this lifting of Roe versus Wade and saying all abortions need to be banned. No, 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 no. No, because... This is what happens. Deformed children are being born. Siamese twins. Children being born with third eyes or just one eye. Oh, gosh, man. Right? So it's, it's not just happening over there in India. I think it's because of their laws why we're seeing it there. But yeah, it, it's real. 
Yeah, I feel I feel like yeah, there was a bit utopian with this whole idea of like interracial like um, relationships. Like, obviously, I understand what they're saying. Like, those things what they're highlighting should be the positives. But do those positives always play out? More often than not, I don't think a lot of those positives, you know, what I mean, actually get played out in these relationships. Like, that's why I think it's a bit, it's a bit utopian. It's like that. That's the ideal, the scenario that yeah, two races coming together should create a bit more harmony and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But in most cases, it don't. Right. You know, and that's just the real, that's the realness of it, man. For for me, this article, one, I'm not sure if you finished with it yet, but it's not speaking on love. And two, everything that is said in the article, as far as the positives, can be found without marrying somebody of another race. Because this is the United States, right? So if I want to know how Mexican food tastes, I'm going to go to a Mexican place. If I want to learn a different, you know, language from someone, I'll either meet a friend, somebody I work with, whatever, whatever, and try to network that way. Yeah. So, yeah, this um, <laughs> this article is, mm, yeah. Yeah, but yeah I, exactly. But like, I, we live in a multicultural society, so a lot of those things... Like, we're doing them actively without, sometimes without even knowing. Yes. Like, we're in a workplace, yeah? Um, like, for example, I've got um, a lot of Asians, yeah, um, and Africans. Now, when there's, like, when it's, um, when they have their fast in their Ramadan and when they have their Eid celebration, like it was yesterday. Yesterday, then, yeah. Yeah, they're bringing a ton of food and, you know what I mean, and, 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 and they offer you and everything like that. So... You know what I mean? We're doing these things actively, sometimes, like subconsciously. Like we don't even really like we take it for granted sometimes. But that it's all part and parcel of living in a multicultural society. Like what Javette was saying. Like right. if you want, like I mean, in London, there's no shortage. Any like it's all nations around here. Like you got literally UN nations right around here, and it's like and any like um, normal typical high street in London. You can find like a kebab shop, a Turkish kebab shop, a fish and chip shop, a chicken and chip shop, an Indian restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. Like, you know what I mean? It's all there yeah. for us to explore yeah. anyway. We don't have to be in a multicultural relation, uh, interracial relationship to experience these things. Yeah, exactly. But here's the one that um, kind of irks me. It's the one that talks about the fight against racism. And here is why. Is it possible? Is it realistic to think? And, and please let me know, because this is something I always um, think about. Is it realistic, especially here in the U.S. or in the U.K. or in Canada, is it realistic that people are truly colorblind when it comes to love because i always say i am sure when it boils down to it and you have to make a choice as to whose side you're going to be on i said this it's not even just that no Sorry, one second if anybody i said this to me one day anybody who tells you they don't see color is a freaking liar they're lying. Okay? They're lying. And in a relationship, you still see color. I've dated, I dated a 
outside of my race, I've dated people from Puerto Rico. I've dated people from the Dominican Republic, which I would never do again. I've dated um, America. Um, I've dated Chinese. I've dated Italian. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I ended. I mean, I've dated of a Black American man, whatever. Right. You see it. You see how people look at you. You see the things that he is questioning about what you're doing. Yes. The way I do my hair. Right? So, like, it just in our relationship and me talking to you, and I say, did you do this? Like, I mean, it didn't happen in any of my relationship, thank God, but you know how to use a washcloth. There are people who have to introduce washcloths to their partners because yep. they never have used it. It's not how they bathe. Yep. You know, there, there's a lot that you have to jump around and get around. I'm not... Um, the West Indian people, of course, get that. Um, some American black people get that. But not everybody grew up with the same things you did. So, yeah. And tell me you're, you don't see color. I'm, you're in my in the back of my head. I'm screaming, racist, mother F. And it's okay, right? That's what, it, that's what you said to me. You just told me I'm racist. You tell me you don't see color. So there, I'm done. Yeah. In this landscape, no matter how in love you are, you have to see color. You have to see it. Um, Kay made a comment in the chat. Let me just jump over here. She said, um, I would date outside my race, but Jamaica. And it's funny you say that, Kay, because um, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. I don't know. But um, I've dated a Jamaican, but I guess now that I'm here in the States and looking back, um, yeah, the person was white. Two people actually were white. They, they were white. But, you know, in Jamaica, you didn't look at them as being white. You, you just look at them as being Jamaican. That was it because you relate in terms of culture, your accent. Everything is the same, right? But coming here is when you're like, oh, okay, hold on. No, okay, the division and everything. But we are not blinded in this plan, in this um, landscape. We're forced, if you didn't see it before, you're forced to notice it now and there are people who have said that they love their partners but the situation is uncomfortable for them sometimes sometimes they experience discomfort they experience it within the family when they for example let's say the woman is the one who is um black and they go around the black family and they mock her for bringing this white man around right they mock her because all the sex can't be that good you know what they say white men don't have much and they get limp and yada 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 and heavily ridiculed then when the black woman goes around the white man's family she has to um deal with the backlash there too Oh, the microaggression. Yeah, he. Oh, you know the, the the thought process is that he is um, what you call it the 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 family, bringing down the family. Yeah, but the thing is, at least he knows where he stands in it because he he will hear the jokes and hear the little snag comments because black people, are, you know, we're not we're not we're not hired them kind of things. You know what I mean? Um, we're a bit too forthcoming with that sometimes, but. With, with, you know what I mean? Getting with, 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 with the white family, there's always going to be that awkwardness. Like, you never really know where you fully stand because they'll act a kind of way in front of you, but you know behind the scenes, 
you know, you you never know if truly behind the scenes they really check for you the way they might they yes. might act like you know to your face. And sometimes they might not even, as I said, they might not even say it blatantly like we do, but they'll just act funny. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And act awkward, like you just bear awkward. Ah, no, not for me anyway. So doesn't I, that put a strain on the relationship, though? I was in of a course. space. I'm sorry, Javette. Go right ahead. I was on a space in Clubhouse with this black gentleman. He's a business owner. His wife is white. His children are mixed. He has his own business. He hires everyone. And he was a little, I'm not going to say down, but his own people, meaning black brothers, will come to him and complain about things. And when he tries to give them direction, they open their mouths and say to him, you're not black, so you're not experiencing Wow, we're experiencing. And he felt some type of way about this when it's his company now. Wow. That he's hiring his own. He hires everybody. I mean, he's not, you know, being, what do you call it? Um, picking and choosing who he's going to hire for what. But his own people, men, I said, I said one of your friends actually opened up your mouth. One of the coworkers actually opened up your mouth and say to you, you're not black. <laughs> so, Anjavet, don't be surprised. I've been told I'm not black enough. So I don't understand. <laughs> oh, be quiet. Yeah, when I speak, are you, what are you, exactly what are you trying? You know, are, are you trying to be somebody else? Are you trying to act white? What are you? Yeah. Yeah, there's spaces on Clubhouse that say us Caribbeans aren't black. Mm -hmm. I've been in them. Yeah. And I said, really? If me and you were in a car, when we got pulled over, what are they going to see? <laughs> exactly. Black. Exactly. And then I left the room. Exactly. Yeah. But it is. I have been attacked. I have got the microaggressions from my own Jamaican people. I've got it from them. They're trying to figure you out or, you know, they look at your hair and they look at, uh, they, for what? Why, do, why should it matter? Really? That's my experience, right? Um, I don't like when, if we're supposed to be a part of a community, don't diminish my representation because I don't look the way you want me to look. I have no control over how I look. Take that up with my ancestors. Take that up with my ancestors. But you know why I think a lot of people do that? Because they want to be you. They want to have your hair texture. They want to have your complexion. So a lot of people who you see put other people down most of the time, they love to have what you have. But they know they can't. So that's why they tend to put a lot of people down. That's that's my understanding because I've been there. So um, even in your own family, your own family put you down because they would love to want to, you know, want to have certain things you have. So they find a way to put you down, you know, trying to hurt. I don't know, but that needs to stop. You know, that, and who say, we, who, who come up with, um, the dating race where you have to date black or you have to date white. Do you have, 
I believe you date who makes you happy and who loves you and love you for you and not for what you have. So if I can pick somebody up or my sons pick somebody up and as long as they're happy, I don't care what color you are. As long as you're not abusing my son and he's happy and you're happy and nobody's getting abused, who say we can't, you know, marry somebody else? That's my thought. So I don't, you know, society is the one who will say you have to date this and you have to date that. No, you don't. My, that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to date black if you are black. You don't have to. You choose to date who you want as long as that person makes you happy and not abusing you and treating you anyway. That's how I look at life. So um, that's me. Yeah. Um, I was going to add, I, I was watching a podcast the other day with this couple, Deval and... Um... Kadeem. Kadeem and Deval, yeah. Yes, I love them. And they were talking about this subject. And he was saying that, you know, he was he had friends that are married to women that's not black. And he's like, um, you know, it can work once they're putting that once they're making an effort to put the work in. But for him, he needs a black queen because she understands him and what he in his plight and what he goes through as a black man every day. So I really appreciate that and hearing him say that I'm like wow you know that's deep because like it's different from any other race or yeah. every, you know yeah. so it's like yeah thank you for that Kay. you know um, yeah that's leading right into the next thing we're going to talk about so I'm glad we are making the segue um, I agree with Marlon I don't care who you choose to love me personally, I stick with my own <laughs> personally. First Jamaican. Gotta be Jamaican. Sorry. I mean, I have no time when when my head chip and I go off into Patwa, deep into Patwa, I have no time to be translating. So you either understand every word I'm saying or catch up some and other I, way. And I'll tell you something. Some of these, um, if you date them for a while, they will understand you. After a while, they pick up what you're saying and understand exactly what you're saying. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. Number one, got to be gotta be Jamaican. Uh, outside of Jamaican, I don't know who I, if I could. I really don't know if I could be with somebody other than a Jamaican. Sorry. And this is not racism. This, this is discrimination. And that's the difference, right? Discrimination. Yes. I love Jamaicans. I don't care what y'all want to say about a Jamaican man. I love me a Jamaican man. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Stop apologizing for your choices. Yeah. You're, Not yeah, you're right. To say sorry. That I is should, your choice. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're being disrespectful to them, which I've not heard you say anything disrespectful, then that's to anybody else. So there's no reason for you to apologize. You're right. That's what you want. That's what you like. Go for it. You know something, Sinet, I've found myself apologizing for things and you and Marlon probably had a conversation about me because he has said the same thing to me. Why are you apologizing for your choices? Why is she Canadian? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Why are you apologizing for being who you are? Why are you apologizing for, you know, where you are? Why? 
if people can't embrace that, the problem is not you. The problem is them. And here comes Sunet. So Sunet and Marlon, I know you all had a conversation about me. So thank you. <laughs> but uh, one thing I can say, though, I'm not sure why you date me because I was told I'm not Jamaican either. So uh, I, don't I, I don't know what I, I am. I, still I don't know what I am. I'm still Ooh. trying to figure you out. But too. Uh, a lot of people told me I'm not Jamaican enough. Yeah. And I'm not Jamaican at all. And I want, I'm wondering what a Jamaican supposed to look like, yes. act like. Exactly. And I always want somebody to explain to me what a Jamaican man is supposed to act like and look like. And a Jamaican you know, because, woman. And a woman as well. Because people will tell you, say, well, you're not Jamaican enough. Or you're not Jamaican. Like, okay. Why? Because I'm, you know, sometimes, I don't know. I would love somebody to explain it to me. The reason why I'm not Jamaican. I don't know, but, Marlon. No, no, I don't know. I'm trying no, to I figure it out. Is, you know what I think it is? I mean, I'm just going off from what I've known of you from Clubhouse. I think, you know what I mean? Where you're quite open-minded and quite, you know, you know, easygoing, kind of laid-back kind of thing. I don't, I think that's not the stereotypical, pers like, um, persona of a Jamaican man. Like, the typical, like, stereotypical, like, you don't, like the stereotypical image that the world has of a Jamaican man, you kind of don't fit that kind of criteria. You what's, know what, what I mean? What's that worldview? Oh. What's that worldview? Um, I, 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 no, I think it's a good thing because I think the stereotypical view universally is quite negative and quite. Um, yeah, it is stereotypical, but it's it's quite a lot of negative stereotypical. Um, stereo negative, st like saying. yeah, like him have a bag of woman, him have a bag of children, hair there and everywhere, him have peer gold ring. You get me, peer jewelry, him drive, you know, certain type of car, and every, every you know, when he opens his mouth, he's rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you know what I mean. You don't look like, like a shatter. Yeah, it's not the stereotypical <laughs> negative image. Wow. And that stereotypical negative image, unfortunately, is has become like the world view now. Like, instead of people taking someone like Usain Bolt, they're taking man like Vibes Cartel right. as the stereotypical Jamaican. I mean, I see Marlon, I wear tight pants and I bleach skin and, <laughs> you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? He's yeah. not stereotypical. Yeah, I got you. Which is, but, it's, but it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. Because some of those narrow-mindedness and some of those negative stereotypes, it's good that man don't have them kind of traits there. You get me? Yeah. So, it's a good look, man. Wow. Thank you for that, sir. Because uh, yeah, sometimes, it, I'm not going to lie, it bothers me sometimes when somebody when somebody say to me, or someone look at me and tell me that, like, what do I supposed to, what, what am I supposed to look like? What I, and I, I was sound and look, I was like dress and stuff like, <laughs> and it used to bother me when I was growing up and you know, people telling me that. And even now, yeah. you know, at 48, people telling me, still telling me the same thing. I'm like, what the heck are Jamaicans supposed to look and sound like? Yeah. They ask you, Martin, are you sure? That's the part I guess. Are you sure? And they ask, yeah. are you sure? sure you're Jamaican? Are you sure? <laughs> like, okay then. I wanna, if, and now you make me wonder if I'm sure too. <laughs> you're, you're, 
you question it yourself. No, but don't. That's a stereotype, right? So that's again, Kay? That's a stereotype? Yes. Yeah. Jamaicans, Jamaicans are supposed to look like me and you, Kay. We're supposed to be dark skin and just that. Nothing else. That's a Jamaican, a dark skinned person. But I mean, obviously we've been there. We've seen it. Look at um what's that woman, Hannah? Lisa Hannah. Lisa Hannah. She's Jamaican. Usain Bolt is Jamaican, obviously. Yes, Sydney. What we'll happened? Hold on one second. Um Sean Paul. Sean Paul is Jamaican. Yeah. Who else? Edward Siaga was Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah. So I mean, what was the Jamaican supposed to look like? But if you ask anybody from outside the Caribbean who don't know any better, what's a Jamaican look like? They look like me and you. Mm. They're going to say Bob Marley. You, you know, it's crazy. In my workplace, everyone asks. I get so annoyed with it, yeah. they all, It's like, because I, I think it's just so negative and so just, like, lazy. Oh, are you Jamaican? I thought you were Jamaican too, because sir. you girls. have dreads. No, not dreads. because of the dreads. You know why I thought he was Jamaican? Because he speaks Patois. And his accent doesn't sound like an Antiguan. He doesn't have Javette's accent. He has more of a Jamaican accent. And I don't know if it's because he listens to so much reggae music. You know what it is? It's London. It's living in London. Growing up as a black person in London, um, our talk, our slang is heavily influenced by Jamaican culture. So, mm. you know, we... You know, even Africans know how to speak Patois. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they might not pull it off maybe as well as I have because obviously I've grown up in a heavy Caribbean community. Right. You know what I mean? So when I'm around Jamaicans, I can switch it up. You know what I mean? Um, today I was on the phone with my Montserratian cousins and yeah, we was proper like in the dialect, you know what I mean? And which is kind of similar to Antiguan and stuff like that. So I'm a bit of a chameleon. I can... I'm a social. I can. I'm a social butterfly. You know what I mean. I can get in where I can fit in. You know what I mean. And Caribbean people, yeah. You know, we we all are one. So, you know. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Good evening. Good Good evening, Chief. Good evening. I I I wonder I wonder what Peter Tosh would say if he was in this conversation. (laughs) I don't know, but I have a question. (laughs) Does race matter when it comes to love? In 1957, the film Island in the Sun was deemed offensive to moral standards by the Memphis Board of Censors. The offense? The on-screen romances between two interracial couples. It wasn't until 10 years later in 1967 that the Supreme Court struck down state bans on mixed-race marriage. And this article is from Glamour.com. Warp speed to now, and these events can seem like ancient history. The percentage of interracial marriages in the United States has nearly quadrupled since 1970, according to sociologist Michael J. Rosenfield. In a recent poll of Glamour readers, 94% of you said it's okay to date outside of your race. Yet some women in mixed-race relationships report it's still not unusual to encounter negative reactions from family, friends, and strangers. How do they keep their love strong despite the pressure? Um, I want to ask the men in particular a question. 
How many of you in here have dated outside of your race? Marlon, I know you I have. have. I know you have. I have. Sir Kells, have you? That's not an easy question because I'm biracial. So what is dating outside of my race? <sighs> if if um, we're going to be politically correct. If we're going to be politically correct. I get you. I <laughs> but, totally no, but get no, you. No, 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 no. I ain't never dated nothing other than a black woman. Straight up and down. Okay. And I don't intend to. And I don't intend to do anything other than that. So. All right. I, I endorse that. that. I endorse that message. Okay. Straight so, up. Okay. So, Marlon, the spotlight is on you. What was, was it something you did purposefully or was it just, it just happened? Did you set out to date outside your race? And I know you've dated outside no. your race more than once. Um, so I don't know how you ended up with It just me. happened. <laughs> I don't know, but it just happened. I, it just happened. Um, met the person, your mutual friend and we hit it off and, um, I'm not the one to look at color, you know, as I said earlier, I just go for a good vibe and someone who treat me with respect and, you know, and it was good at the time and I enjoyed it up to this day. I don't have nothing negative to say. Right. You know, so it just never worked out, but I have nothing bad to say. And do you mind good, sharing so. why it didn't work out? I don't want to share it. You, if you, but if you're open to, I um, appreciate it. It didn't work out because of her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad was racist mm -hmm. and um, it's a lot of it's a lot of different things but her dad for one but we still was going to talk like I, she didn't live with her dad she lived with her mom at the time but the main reason why it didn't work out because I was dating a crazy ex <laughs> and my crazy ex slashed all her tires one day um, at my aunt's house and went to her job and threatened her and stuff. And all kind of stuff went down. And I had to break up with her. I had to say, listen, I don't want you to get hurt. So this person seems like she would kill you. And I don't want that blood to be on my hands or in my heart. That can't be in my heart. So I rather we break up. So that's the main reason why we broke up. Broke up because my ex was stalking her. The hell out of her. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't have, and not to say, but well, my ex was black and Jamaican, but she was crazy. You met her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I remember. Yeah. Um, so that was your experience. Um, how would you say it's different being in that kind of relationship? How is it different? Versus being in a relationship with me. Let's just use me. Put me out there for, for, for crying out loud. A white woman uh, versus a black woman. No, I'm okay with these conversations. Listen, I'm very open, man. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You know Marlon is a highly intelligent man. First of all, this this this, this is not a this is not a fair situation. No, but in, and, um, in terms I, of the races, what's the experience in the race difference? Someone who is white versus someone who is mixed up. 
Yes, I am I think, mixed up. I'm I, I, not a hundred percent. I think you should lawyer up, Marlon. Lawyer up. No, lawyer no, up. he doesn't need to. He's cool. Listen, this we yeah. have these conversations because here's here's the thing. I know I am a mixed basket, right? And it's so funny. Up to yesterday, my mother and I had this conversation. I forgot what we're talking about. And sometimes she calls me a mongrel. She's like, you're you're, you're just like a mongrel. You don't even know what you are. You're so mixed up, right? Um, so what is it, Marlon, like for you dating a white person versus a mixed up person? Technically, um, I'm black because when police look at me, they see black. They're not going to know, oh, she's mixed. No. I'm mixed too. Yeah, and you're My mixed too. Yeah, you're so mixed up too. Also. So, um, what's the difference? Oh, wow. And it's going to lead to my know. next question. The difference for me um, is just a complexion because she treats me real well. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just, it's just a complexion to me. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's it. Everything else is on point. I mean, yes, she couldn't cook. So that's one. <laughs> you love your belly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, because I always set out, to, you know, for to find the best in people. That's just me. Yeah. You know, not, no matter if somebody tell me this person is that or that, I'm always searching for the good in someone. You okay. know, because I know everyone of every one of us have a good inside of us. Mm-hmm. We just have to find that one person to pull it out. You know, to take it out of you because a lot of us been through so much um, bad relationships. It's like we put up this guard. So I'm always the one person, even with not even just in uh, being a relationship, even with friends. If I'm talking to someone, mm-hmm. I always want to pull out the good out of someone because I know it's there. Right. You know, I know there is some good in you. You can't just be evil. You can't just be mean. You can't just be that that. You know, so my friends, when they would tell you, I'm always looking for the good. Yeah, you are, and it annoys the crap out of me. But um, yeah. And but that's uh, there. There is no difference away from the color. That's Uh, it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so my next question is: Go ahead. Good answer. Good answer. Like Family Feud. Good answer. answer. So here's my next question, Marlon. Here's my next question. Because this is a conversation we have had many times. Many times. We've not only had it um, just you and me, but we've had it with other people. And we've heard interesting answers. Why does the black man choose to step outside the race? What's the number one reason you hear for the for them well, the stepping number one in, reason yeah. I hear is um, majority of the black woman is miserable, not supportive, um, just, I don't know. It's just so many negative stuff you hear about the black woman. It's like, it's just, they're just not supportive and they're miserable and they just, most of them, the people say they are, you know, they just offer themselves or they're gold diggers or they um, wish it's not right. 
you know, because sometimes I hear people saying that, and I was like, yo, you can't judge everyone off of what you have been through and what because most of the time we, the man, create certain relationships certain things for these women and they mm-hmm. tend to go off of that or because if I'm the type of person where because most most guys I'll be honest with you most of us we use money to catch a lot of women most of the women they want to be with you but the money is the one lets a lot of women date some guys because the money make everybody looks good you know no matter you know let me not say that but for me <laughs> But for me personally, um, I think it's just a negative, miserable, um, not supportive. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find another. I, I can't, I can't think right I've now. I've heard yeah. attitude, Marlon. I've heard attitude. attitude. They can't stand attitude. the attitude of the black woman. And my that's question is, what, what do you mean by attitude? The, one. the net popping right. and the, the <laughs> aggressiveness and the and the um. Here, let me just give you the rundown of the things that I've that we've heard too. The attitude. The neck popping and the hands all up in the face when they're talking to you. Um, we've heard um, treating them like they're their child and they don't need them yeah, as a mother. Okay, yeah. Facts. We've, we've yeah, heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We have heard um, too aggressive. We have heard um, disrespectful. We <laughs> and we're like, well, and I'm standing there and I'm like, wow, is that how they view us? Yeah. Moment. I think the problem with with a lot of men is that they don't express, like, don't know how to articulate how they feel properly. So they'll come out with these kind of statements. But what I think personally, yeah, this is, I might not be right, but this is my take on it. I think a lot of men step outside, yeah, because, um, not just because of maybe bad experiences with girlfriends or whatever, yeah, but growing up with a, how can I say it, a traumatized bitter black woman, yeah, um, I think a lot of men grow up and they don't want that for themselves. They see that in their home, they hear their aunties, like, you know what I mean? They hear all the all the shit talking about men, all the dragging men. Ah, uh, your daddy ain't shit. Ah, uh, you, you know, like all this kind of negative stuff towards men. And I think it built the, it makes the men build up a, a slight resentment. And some of those men think like, no, I don't want that in my life. You get me? So I I don't know. Maybe that's why they do it. Me personally. I, I don't care what problems, what attitude, what trauma, what negative experiences it comes with. I'm sorry. I'm taking that every day rather than stepping outside. I'm sorry. I can't. I, there's no, I, it's not an excuse. Like, there's no excuse. I think those like statements, what you were saying, you hear from some of those men, yeah. it's less yeah. excuses and I think there's deeper rooted issues, but those men don't know how to articulate or, you know, and express that. So they just go with the, you know, like the easy route and say, no, oh, black oh, one, I'm too rude. I'm too fierce. Oh, I can't take the problem. I can't take the headache. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I think it, I think it's actually kind of deeper than that. I think 
some of those them argument them are foolishness I know Rosolo was trying to say something. Rosolo, go right ahead. Thank you, um, Sir Kells. Go ahead, Rosolo. Can you hear me? I'm so yes, sorry. Yes, we can hear you now. Go right ahead. Um, okay. Um, sir was say he actually said most of what I was going to say. Although, you know, I, I think when you use those statements, that's that that's marginalizing. That's a, just a few um, women. I know most of the women on this platform aren't any of the things that that or most of the things that you mentioned before and to sir's point i think it's it's just an excuse but we have to be mindful that we do have an aggressive nature so to that point we do have an aggressive nature we can go back to your story in the restaurant mm -hmm. where you wanted marlon to sit we're sit a certain place and he didn't sit in a certain chair and you got upset we could all we have we all have those to the next point we we sometimes find a way to pick a uh, argument Right. We do, we're aggressive. We do that sometimes. And so we need to be aware of that and not take offense when, you know, we are, when, when, when we are described a certain way, just recognize if that's part of something that we do, then we need to recognize that and say, okay, maybe if that's something I do. What do I need to do to change it? Because all of it is not false. We, we do behave as certain. There are certain elements that certain things that you mentioned that, I'm I'm familiar with my behavior, right, right, so right. so it makes me take a, a stop and say, okay, what do I need to improve? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? Because I hear them, I hear them speaking, I hear what they're saying, and I don't want to be that person to them. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. okay. Thank you so much, Solo. Go ahead, Chief. And I think then Dre, you wanted to say something as well. Go right ahead, Chief. Yeah. Uh, so we got this nice little line going. I appreciate this. Um, yeah, I mean, even if that, even if that is the case, we have to admit that we have. You're in the matrix. Of, most, the majority of us have no. Hold on. Are you there? Hold on. Okay. Let's give him. Okay, a... can you hear me? Yes. Go right ahead, Chief. Thank you. Go right ahead. Okay. Ooh, they tried to take me out. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> about to speak the truth. All right. <laughs> so the, we ha we have to, even if that is the case, even if that is the case, where you those those excuses right exist. It's so it is also true that we have been groomed in this hostile environment, right? That has forced us to act out of our own nature, right? When you don't have people who respect your manhood or your or your womanhood, then you take on certain attributes to survive in a society. A, a, a black man, a black man who is aware and conscious of himself is aware of that, right? So what he's gonna do is the first thing that's on his mind is, how can I transform the conditions that this black woman has had to endure and be the king that I'm supposed to be, right? Like, how do I, how do I show up when I when I'm in the presence of somebody like that, right? Because what usually happens is this: that same woman that you're you're giving those attributes to finds a black man like me, and will say, "See, that's the kind of man I'm talking about right there." But why is that? It's because I allow her to be seen, as opposed to criticize, right? Like I see you. I see the strength that you have, that you hold on to. Now, allow me, trust me, and let me take that burden. Let me take some of those responsibilities. 
let me show you how I got through it, how I, wo- how I awakened my own self to some of, some of the things that I knew were out of sync with myself, right? Like being over-emotional as opposed to intellectualizing the situation and trying to balance myself, right? So that I can actually be what she, what, what she needs me to be, right? We can take the scapegoat and take the easy route, see, because the majority of them, they, they come out of a space of privilege. White people come out of a space of privilege, so they speak from that place, right? They got a different tone. They got a different way of speaking. Even if you removed all the trauma, no matter where you go in the world, where you find black people, we speak loud. We move loudly. Our churches ain't like they churches, right? We don't do nothing. Our food don't taste like they food, right? We do everything different. Everything has a different aggressive nature. Okay? And we I say the word aggressive because we really don't have a good English word to accommodate our reality, right? Even when we talk about well, I'm mixed this, I'm mixed with that. Let me say this. The reason you have all of these sociological formats where you identify as a certain race is because the white race understands thoroughly that we scientifically and biologically, we are the only people who can create every other people, but they themselves cannot create anything other than themselves. Right. So we are like the ultimate we are that that original gene, the blackest of the blackest, however you want to define that, contains every color spectrum. Right. Are they mixed? No, they're original. Right. So if you happen to be a mixture of whatever, you just got a bunch of originalities in your DNA, in your gene pool. Right. But this whole thing about black women being a certain way, you got black women who know how to who 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 managed to find themselves able to express their femininity and be graceful in it. And you got those women that ain't quite there yet who are looking for support and help and, and, and realize that I don't have to always be that person, right? But but that person don't always show up. Just like they just like brothers say, what well, a white woman, she just this way and she that way. She talked to me different. Why come you can't be the same thing for a black woman? You see what I'm saying? So then 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 the then the the, the the, the scenario changes quite substantially and we're, we're looking at it different. So it's like, we're not willing to be what we seek. And until we do, we're not going to step into that genetic coding. That's, that's been, uh, that's basically been suppressed or we're acting out of a certain, out of our nature, right? Cause we, we, we carrying on the legacy of colonization and enslavement and all these other, you know, things that, that basically keep us trapped. And until we come out of that hypnosis, we stay a fool, you know. I'm so glad I'm you just said happy to hypnosis. be free. I'm happy to. Yeah, it is. It's a hypnosis. So let me ask you a question. Since we are labeled as being those characteristics, right? When, as Rosolo pointed out, when do we take a step back as women and say, you know something, let me soften up a bit? Given everything that we are faced with, let me stop using those things, those social or economic issues that we're faced with as crutches to endorse the behaviors that they say we display. Why can't, why don't we do that then? Instead because of Because we saying, don't... Re- I'm huh? sorry. No, go go, no, 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 you go ahead. Because it's really about the men speaking. So you go ahead, Jay. Because we don't respect the power of black love. And, and I mean that to my core, 
right? Mm-hmm. But the, but but white supremacy understands it to a master's degree. That's why Hollywood doesn't show all of these images of black love. You don't see the you don't see any you don't see equity when it comes to black expression. You ever see what I'm saying? Black intimacy, black eroticism, black love, black art. You don't see it. Because if you see it, you break the hypnosis, right? Because that means that when you said it's impossible, then you became I'm possible, right? And right. You, once you break, remember going back to the hypnosis, once we break that hypnosis and that woman can truly say, listen, I'll, I'm, I'm good. I'm good in your hands, right? I'm good. I can trust you because you are representing. You're not just talking. You're not just verbally masturbating. You're actually representing something that I have not seen, right? And why haven't you seen it? Why haven't that? Why didn't other men get to see it? The example of what that looks like, because of that beatdown, right? That emotional or psychological beatdown. Because black women are the only ones suffer. Black men suffer too, right? They go to the emasculation of black men. All of that, that, and that didn't start with the black woman. She just became a, a, a convenient tool to make that happen. A tool. That's not her nature. That's being used as a tool, just like black men are used as a tool. When you don't know yourself, that's what you do. When you don't have an identity, you don't have a sense of, of uh, you don't have that legacy, right? And then you live in a world that does everything to make sure you never see it. Why is it we we the only people that got to see? We know why are we the only ones that got to see violent relationships of ourselves, as if nobody else has. That's a fallacy all in itself. It's just that we end up believing that hypnosis, and until somebody says a code word (laughs) that says you're free, that that's not who you are, right? It, 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 It it remains. It remains a permanent problem. And, and you can just, you, I mean, you can hear it. Just like y'all just, you just listed off a whole litany of things that black women are called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you ask a black man who loves black women what he thinks about. It. Yeah. It's a whole, you got an opposite, a total opposite. Then you say, well, why is well, that? Chief, Chief, question <laughs> yes. for you though. Um, question. I know we just, it's almost time to end, but I'm going to let us have the after show because it is a conversation I want to carry on for those who are able to stay with us because I'm going to have to wrap up the live stream online radio. But go ahead, pose your question, Marlon, and then we're going to do the wrap up so that Chief can continue on afterwards. Go ahead. Yeah, I understand what you're saying um, about everything, but don't you think, I think Michelle asked it earlier though, um, don't you think we can, as a black man and woman, we can change that now so people can stop looking at us as the angry type or um, don't you think it's don't you think there's time for us now to realize what happened I know you said we've been hypnotized but it's not all of us been hypnotized and don't you think we can change that now or we can let our kids we can we can we can engrave certain things into our kids so they don't be hypnotized. Don't you think we have the power to do that now because we've been so stereotyped over the years, you know, where everybody look at us a certain way, um, 
think us think of us a certain way because just a question yeah you know you it's a valid question and, and I, it, all I can do is reference the past few shows that uh, moments has had in the over the past few weeks every one of them answered that very question and it were actually looked at what is what counters our ability to bring about that transformation. What's your face? What's your, what's your, what's, when you say that, this is what you're confronting. Skin bleaching. Nobody wants to wear their natural hair as if it's evil or something frightening. You're like every, everything that's anti-black woman, everything that's anti-melanin. Like you have a whole market designed to keep you from desiring blackness, desiring the intimate relationship with our identity and ourselves, right? It's a whole market. If we don't have a counter market that says, this is beautiful, right? This is, this is what black love looks like. When we, when we start to show those images to the world and the world gets to see how unapologetic we are, in that love, like that self-love, where it's like, this, this is untainted. This is just what I, I adore. Even if you had to learn to adore it and it became something that you could not do without, right? Because I know black men who are like that, who ain't been with nothing but white women. And then that queen came along and the whole world changed. It's like, how did I, what did I miss? No, it's not what you missed. There was a transformation that took place and, and, and it's even subconscious changes that take place. So when we confront this and we make the change now, we have to be just as aggressive, just, we have to create a, we have to create the market, like become the peer group, become the movement, right? And think about entertainment. Why is Queen Ifrica not on a top list? Uh, Dark chocolate woman, you know what I'm saying? Who really bring, like, who, who really talk about Chief, hold that thought. Yes. Hold that thought. Hold on okay. to that thought. I'm going to have to do the wrap up for the live radio feed. Please bear with me. We're going to continue in the after show. So please don't go anywhere. All right. Just stay locked. Keep it locked. <laughs> Be right back.
I want to thank everyone for coming to Days After Dark on Clubhouse. It was certainly a pleasure. This would not be possible without each one of you. Of course, a huge thank you to my co-hosts, Sunette, Rosolo, and Marlon for joining me tonight. Tonight's episode of Days After Dark was streamed live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app today, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple Store for iOS and Android and in the and for Android in the Google Play Store. Here's what's coming up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's Coffee and Toe World News on the Go, live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And then stay tuned to JanoRadio.com because at 3 p.m., it is DJ Trouble bringing you Strictly Foundation. I'm a little sad. Um, to make this announcement because normally I would be saying that at 5 p.m. Eastern it's Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist but he made the announcement today on QMZRadio.com ViscosityBlend.com Future FM and all the other stations he was on. Had me a little shocked and a little stunned but I totally understand Um, so I'm a little sad saying this part that there will be no more naturalist live with DJ Naturalist. Uh, and then um, at 7 p.m. Eastern, the Rosolo Show on JanoRadio.com, QMZRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, and Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. And right after the Rosolo Show at 9 p.m., DJ Rookie takes over the airwaves on JanoRadio.com with Vibes Tuesdays. I want to say thank you to all our listeners around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in. And to everyone here on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. This was a Moments With Me media production.
Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24/7. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye. The listeners on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. See you all next week for another stimulating conversation. Thank you.